What's up, everybody? Thanks for being with us here on the Osmo YouTube channel. We are focused in on all things Yahoo for tonight's game. Of course, we've got you for a hard-hitting 25 minutes. I am Adam Kaufman. Greg Ehrenberg here with me every single Thursday as this is, once again, the Yahoo NFL Thursday Night Live show. And, Greg, I wish I could say we had a really exciting, compelling game to look ahead to, but uh, this this one's going to be interesting. This is a tough one to make lineups for. This is a tough one to fully gauge who's going to go off and who you need to have in your lineups because it is uh, just kind of replacement city going on. Cleveland taking on Denver to reeling clubs. What's your overall outlook on this one? Well, it's not hard to build lineups from a salary constraint perspective. You basically roster whoever you want because everybody who is, well, not everybody, but the majority of the players who have any kind of salary are ruled out on the slate. So if you just go over to our projections page, you store players by salary instead of by projected points. Of the seven most expensive players, five of them have been ruled out. So Hmm. we have Nick Chubb out, Kareem Hunt out, Odell Beckham Jr. out, Baker Mayfield out, Drew Locke. uh, Actually, kind of weird that Drew Locke is one of the uh, most expensive players in the What's he doing here? What what doesn't belong? Yeah, that aside, he is he is he is uh, he is projected for zero fantasy points. Then we have Jerry Judy at at nineteen dollars. He is out. So it's really you look at basically the majority of the high priced options in this game. uh, The Drew Locke one, notwithstanding, but we've got no Baker Mayfield, no Odo Beckham Jr., no Nick Chubb, no Kareem Hunt, no Jerry Judy. So those are all the injuries we have to deal with for Thursday night football game. Which, as much as we make fun of Thursday night football for having bad matchups, for having bad games. We've really spoken into existence with some of these games this year because this is uh, this is a, a lot of injuries and a whole bunch of mess. So what you're telling me this this is basically just the annual Hall of Fame game in Canton right now. It's just this is preseason central. Yeah, I mean it's like below preseason. It's almost below preseason. <laughs> Not even. You know, at least at least preseason we would have had Baker Mayfield on the field. We still have had two starting quarterbacks. The Browns are down both the running backs, Nick Chubb mm-hmm. and Kareem Hunt, and. When we get into talking about the players, one thing that really does stand out about the projections and the individual skill position players, we currently have Dearness Johnson projected with the best odds of being the top scoring player for this game. And I don't even know most of us knew he existed a week ago. So that's where we're at. Yeah, I hope you snagged him on waivers in your season-long leagues. Before we get to, obviously, all of the player-by-player, and we'll start with the quarterbacks, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends at Yahoo. Of course, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy for this NFL season to bring you some really great offers. We tell you about them multiple times a week when we do these Yahoo shows. Check out our exclusive limited-time offer. Again, it is limited time. Gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. That's the big caveat here. New to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below deposit and play it is really just that simple so yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest we will reach out via email with your coupon and if you need immediate access that's easy email support at osmo.com we'll get you all set up you can also claim a free ten dollar uh ticket below effectively free ten dollars below when you uh, used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $100,000 Thursday night football baller. Make sure you use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo. Again, specifically for Yahoo. Don't get confused looking at other sites. And uh, those will give you your best shot to win big. Question is, of course, you can dive into the projections. You can dive into Fantasy Cruncher. You can make your you know mock lineup, a dummy lineup at this stage, although I don't expect a, a whole hell of a lot is going to change between now and the roughly five hours until game time. But as Greg outlined, all your key guys are out. Like We're not worried about 
who's sitting questionable right now. I mean, technically, Teddy Bridgewater is questionable, but we expect him to play despite, obviously, the injuries that he is dealing with. He's got the foot and quad issues that he's got going on. It's just it's hard to remember as we begin, even on the Denver side, that this team was 3-0 and before these three straight losses, dealing with all these absences that they're going to have uh, tonight. But at least unlike Cleveland, which doesn't have Baker Mayfield, as you said, and instead will have Case Keenum going against his old team. At least it's a team that has its usual starting quarterback, provided Bridgewater does play. It's just if you look at the projections, Greg, that uh, our own Alex Baker, Osmo himself, put out there, Teddy Bridgewater, 15.2 points. He is the projected leading scorer in this one. $24 versus Case Keenum on the other side, coming in at 13.4 and uh, you know reasonably significantly cheaper at $20. I, I feel like you have to have both these guys just because you can pay up and afford everybody but you know could you make a case to fade either one of them uh well i mean from a standpoint of neither of them are particularly outstanding uh quarterback plays and you know who knows maybe you want to go play the defenses today which i don't think is a terrible option either you know very rarely do i consider paying up for for defenses on these single game slates on yahoo especially now when the broncos are 17 dollars, the browns are 16 dollars but, you know, I think there's certainly a case made in some of these lineups to potentially fade one of these quarterbacks and then play the defense on the other side. But the reason that the quarterbacks still become overall priority in the context of this slate is we have unlimited salary to, to pay it to, to spend here because all of the expensive players are out. So salary cap constraints are no longer an issue. We only have $24 on Teddy Bridgewater, $20 for Case Keenum. And overall, the projections for these guys, 13 around for Keenum, 15 for Teddy Bridgewater that's still higher than the majority of the players in this game. We've also got Dearness Johnson at, third, at project for 13 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. There are only four players in the entire game that are projected for double-digit fantasy points. So with that in mind, it's really easy to fit the quarterbacks in. Their odds of being in the optimal lineup is really high. So, yeah, I think that Teddy Bridgewater and Case Keenum both become priorities just because of the, just because of the way the pricing structure works. And I feel like I use this example all the time, but it's not like you have Kansas City, Tampa Bay, where you've got all these high price options. You said it right off the top. You can afford to roster essentially whoever you want with all of these sort of, uh, you know, Shane Falco-esque replacement players that are available to you here tonight. So why not just put both quarterbacks in? Because you don't know where they're going to be looking. I mean, you feel like Bridgewater is going to look in the direction of Cortland Sutton. You, You feel like you know, you, with Jarvis Landry activated, he could get some run, obviously, and and that you know could be, I don't know about a safety blanket for uh, for for Case Keenum, but a, a guy obviously it's you know logical that he would look in his direction. Maybe the tight ends are involved, and obviously you you keep talking about Dearness Johnson, who's a guy you have to heavily consider tonight. But it's just it if, if we're boiling it down to salary, like short of again the whole differentiation discussion, trying to win a big GPP, you know, again that notwithstanding just going out and trying to roster the best lineup. I feel like it's, it's, it's as close to automatic with this price structure that we have in front of us to roster both quarterbacks. Doesn't mean you have to put one of them in the superstar spot, but you got to have them both in there. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. I think that if you're playing one lineup, you you're having both quarterbacks in it. If you're playing even probably 10 lineups, you have both quarterbacks. And it's really, once you start max entering playing 20 plus lineups, 150 lineups, then I think is when you start to consider potentially getting off some of the quarterbacks, playing defense and stuff like that. But if you're just somebody who plays one lineup, certainly for cash games, you're playing both quarterbacks. And uh, there's no way around it, given that we have $20 salary on Case Keenum, $24 for Teddy Bridgewater. And there's not another player in this game priced over $20 on Yahoo. The the salary constraints are non, non-existent, basically. Play whoever you want, and they project way better than the majority of the players in this game. 
Ryan in the chat says uh, Keenum's an upgrade anyway. I, I don't know that most people would feel like Case Keenum's an upgrade over Baker Mayfield, unless you're you're saying a uh, an incredibly injured Baker Mayfield with a shoulder who can't throw the ball. Then sure, but uh, noteworthy for Mayfield, uh, he's he's obviously missing a start for the first time in his NFL career. It started 53 straight games, hasn't missed a game since like eight years ago in college or whatever it was. It's been a long time. Yeah, and I mean the other thing to add to that also about is this is it an upgrade for or, or is is this an upgrade for the Cleveland Browns? Keep in mind that Cleveland was favored by three and a half points, and then Baker Mayfield was ruled out. And let's see what the most recent one and a half. last I checked, one and a half. So yeah, I mean it, it. The certainly the books don't see it as an upgrade for the Cleveland Browns now that the line has moved not just two points in favor of the Broncos, but moved two points across a key number. Because books generally don't want to move a line from three and a half even to three, let alone to two and a half and then all the way down to one and a half. So at least the the books are doing this as a pretty significant downgrade from the for, for the Browns. But to your point also, if, if you're just talking about him in terms of was he going to be injured to the point where he wasn't going to be able to perform well, and that's the reason you view it as an upgrade for Keenum, I think that's a reasonable argument to make. If you just think that Baker Mayfield was totally unable to, to play with the shoulder injury. I think the much more interesting discussions at the running back position, because again, provided Bridgewater getting ruled out last minute, we know who the quarterbacks are going to be. We know who's eligible at running back with Nick <laughs> Chubb and Kareem Hunt out, but we don't really know game script and, and just general flow of offense, you know, who is going to be featured really on either side. I mean, I feel like Denver fans are, you know, can reliably, or at least they feel like they can reliably. Okay. We got Melvin Gordon and we know Melvin Gordon is, is the number one, but Javante Williams has had some, some good games here early on in the season. He has been a, a guy that can, you know, potentially break slates. And on the other side, yeah, with no Chubb, no hunt, we're, we're obsessing all of us over, you know, over Dearness Johnson, but are we even certain? I mean, are we are we certain that that he is going to be the guy versus the you know other potential options in that backfield? No, it's really hard to be certain about that. Now, I suspect he's going to be the guy, and I think that he is the best play out of the Browns' backfield. But that's also going to come with a whole bunch of ownership on on a Dearness Johnson. But also, we're left in a situation where. When, like, when, when did you become aware that Dearness Johnson existed as a human being? Yeah, I, I, w- I would say all of like five days ago. Which exactly? That's that's really the the and point and here is- and now I know that everybody is going to own him tonight. And, exactly, you know, a, a somewhat gross exaggeration, but he is going to be very jockey because exactly. we're all yeah. expecting him to be the guy. It, which is which is kind of silly when you think about the logic of it is we're, we have the utmost confidence in this guy who we've never heard of and had no role just uh, just a few days ago. Now, Dearness Johnson, once again, he is my favorite pick to end up leading the Browns in in snaps in terms of touches that he gets tonight. And I think he's a really good play. If you look at our projections, he also rates out really well. We have, if you go to our, our top our, 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 um, our top stacks tool in the, in the showdown section and just look at the top showdown single game plays, we have Dearness Johnson projected to be the overall top scorer in this game 24% of the time. So he actually has the best odds of being the top scorer. But with that said, there's a lot of wiggle room for variance here. And it would not surprise me at all. If you're telling me that we get into the second quarter of this game, so it's also like, oh, Demetric Felton is the guy in the Browns' backfield. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. shocked by that outcome either. So while I think that Dearness Johnson is the top play in the Browns' backfield, he is the guy that warrants the most exposure. If you're playing multiple lineups, I think that you would be very wise to pivot off of Johnson in some of those. 
and play Felton just for leverage in tournaments because we are, we're only guessing what happens in the Browns' backfield. And it's reasonable to assume, like I said, it's going to be Johnson. We don't know that for sure. So take some stabs at Felton as well. The projections, by the way, Gordon is projected for about nine points. He's $19 again. Johnson, super cheap and uh, will be very chalky. He's projected, as Greg said, for 13 points and change. He's $15. Uh, who knows? Maybe some people just get a little crazy and and get running back heavy in their builds. You know, pick pick a quarterback or two and go running backs the rest of the way, fight the receivers or fade the receivers. I, I don't know. You know, could be something interesting for people to think about. But in terms of those wideouts here, you do have a couple of of bigger names, I guess, relative at least to these two teams. Cortland Sutton, who is as we know, like he's a guy who. Uh, could reliably get you 100 yards potentially, maybe not, uh, you know, with Bridgewater banged up, but most weeks, obviously, $19, he's projected for 11 points, Landry coming back, activated $17, still a little expensive, uh, and he is uh, eight points and change projected, but with Odell Beckham Jr. out with, you know, again, the, the running back situation that we've already talked about, what's your outlook on these pseudo number ones? Uh, so if we're if we're talking about skill position players in this game, the one that I have the most confidence in is Cortland Sutton. And we, we have him project for less fantasy points than Dearness Johnson. We have Dearness Johnson projected with better odds of landing in the optimal lineup. But in terms of actual safety, I feel the best about Cortland Sutton. We know what his role is. He is the bona fide number one wide receiver for the Broncos. He's also healthy, which if you look on the Brown side of the game, Jarvis Landry, who's going to be their number one target in all in, in all likelihood. With, with Odell Beckham Jr. Still, he's coming off the injury list. We don't know exactly how healthy Jarvis Landry is going to be, and they might just be playing him out of desperation because as of a couple of days ago, it didn't look like Jarvis Landry was going to end up playing today. So with all that in mind, Cortland Sutton, $19 on, on Yahoo. He is actually my favorite play outside of the two quarterbacks. I just really like the security we got in there. We know he's going to be the top target for Teddy Bridgewater, whereas you look at some of the options over on the Brown side of the game, even if Jarvis Landry does end up being the top guy, I don't have that much confidence in Case Keenum to be able to get him the football. So Cortland Sutton, not because I love the situation or anything, just kind of by default, I feel like he's the safest play. Guy who will want to get a lot of exposure to wide out just because I know he's going to have a big role. Anthony in the chat basically asking, how many lineups do you need to have to justify playing Anthony Schwartz tonight? How uh, many lineups? Well, let's see. Did I get, well, I'll say this. I built um, 150 lineups in Fantasy Cruncher for this, and he didn't show up in any of them. So uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the number is, and I'm sure there's some sort of spot where I would consider them. But if you look at right now our projections, as of now, we have Anthony Schwartz with almost uh, non-existent odds of landing in, in an optimal lineup today. So John Brown in any of those or same story? Uh, so John Brown, or is he back uh, on the practice squad? Uh, yeah, I don't think he's, I don't think he's expected to be active today, but, uh, let me just double check that. Um, so John Brown, um, was elevated to the 53 man roster earlier in the week, but I, I don't think he's expected to play tonight as of now. Okay. Likely come up inactive. Yeah. We don't have, we haven't, we haven't projected for zero fantasy points in our projections anyway. Our optimal build, just looking at it, has, uh, and we'll, we'll get to the superstar trades, but has, you know, Teddy Bridgewater in that top spot, has, uh, I don't know that I should give everything away, but has both quarterbacks, um, you know, running back uh, attention, obviously, has only one wide out, and that is Cortland Sutton. 
Does that make sense to you? Is that, uh, you know, if you're, if you're only rostering one wide receiver, you know, in, in one lineup that you're making, Cortland Sutton's your autoplay? Yes, for sure. Especially because salary doesn't matter. It's not like, it's not like a situation where we're looking at some other slate where it's like, oh, do I want to get to, you know, Devontae Adams in a Packers game where, you know, there's an opportunity cost associated with it yep. where it's like, okay, if I'm going to pay up for Devontae Adams, maybe I can roster Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones or somebody on the other side of the game. You play whoever the hell you want in this game. Salary doesn't matter. Everybody who's priced up is, is out for the game. So just considering that where you could fit in literally whatever players you want within the salary structure. Yes, it, it's not hard to fit him in the in the in the lineup at all. It would be a different it would be a different discussion if he was thirty two dollars as opposed to nineteen. But considering the salary, yeah, pretty pretty much a no brainer play to get a lot of exposure to him. See a couple NBA questions in the chat. Obviously, we're not doing those here. We have other shows that are available for you throughout the day to get to that for later tonight. But I do want to tell you, folks, you can celebrate the start of the NBA season with a uh, special tip off deal. Grants all. New Osmo Plus members, 50% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. Use the promo code CURRY at checkout uh, on our site to, uh, you you can use the link below, dive into it right there in the video description to activate. It includes full access to uh, all the premium content and tools on Osmo Plus uh, and Osmo.com. Every sport, including player projections, ownership projections, uh, super popular NBA boom bus tool and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that's available to you for NFL as well that we've been talking about as it relates to Yahoo fantasy, which of course is what we're doing for this Denver Cleveland game here tonight. We've got you for about five more minutes, by the way, that is uh, $15 uh, deal valid through Monday, October 25th. So Monday, just a few days away, you can hurry up, lock the deal in Osmo plus membership. And uh, we encourage that you do so win some money. Why wouldn't you tight ends? Noah Fant. Uh, who is about nine projected points, $16 on the other side, Austin Hooper, who, uh, you know, could potentially be a steal, honestly, with uh, with what that situation is for the offense there, even with Case Keenum, you know, just you look at the minimum, he's $10, he's only projected for four and a half, five points, I just, it wouldn't shock me in the least if Austin Hooper finds the end zone tonight. Uh, you know, tight ends typically, and it's not like Keenum is a new quarterback. He's a veteran journeyman. He's a guy who's been around the block guys, you know, who are, are jumping into a, a new environment, a new system. Obviously it's his first actual game of the year, preseason, notwithstanding, you know, safety blankets. I, I used the term before, you know, guys tend to rely on the tight ends, you know, find, find the big target in the middle. Hooper could potentially be a, a guy you want to roster tonight. Uh, probably not for me. It, it would just be really diving deep into the kind of plays we have here. We haven't projected for four fantasy points. If you look yep. at his targets the last couple of games, uh, week six against the Cardinals, he was targeted three times. He caught one of those for four yards. The week before against the Chargers, he was targeted zero times. He had zero catches for zero yards. So is he going to be on the field? Yes. Could he catch a couple of passes? Potentially. But once again, what are the salary savings doing for us on this slate? Sure. But we just don't need them. So the $10 salary is appealing, uh, but like, I don't really see there's a real, I don't really see any kind of real differentiation between Austin Hooper and David Njoku. Both mm-hmm. of them have been really inconsistent in terms of the amount they've played in their, in their kind of production. Uh, we saw two weeks ago, randomly, David Njoku popped up as targeted seven times and seven catches for 149 yards and a touchdown. And then he follows it up with two targets, one catch for six yards. And in three of his last four games, outside of that crazy seven catch game, two catches, 18 yards, two catches, 17 yards, one catch for six yards. So in terms of David and Joku and Austin Hooper, if you're playing 150 lineups and you get to 5% of them, that wouldn't be a massive issue for me. But if you're just somebody who plays a handful of lineups, 
no real need to consider them. We have a whole bunch of guys project for more fantasy points than both of them. And in addition to that, we just don't need the salary savings. So yeah. we currently have uh, Hooper and Joku projected very similarly, 4.3 fantasy points for Joku, 4.4 for Austin Hooper. And there's guys like Kendall Hilton is projected for more fantasy points than him. We've got Donovan Peoples-Jones, Demetrik Felton, even with the mm-hmm. expectation he's going to be the backup running back, he's projected for about double the fantasy points of Hooper and Joku. So thin plays for me. There's other places I'd, I'd rather go with skill position players. To Greg's point, I did just run a uh, just a, a 25 lineup in Fantasy Cruncher, and uh, neither of those tight ends pop in uh, in in any of them. Uh, for that matter, let me see here. Um, yeah, Noah Fans is is well rostered, but but that's about it in terms of the tight end position. Yeah, which I think I think really does make sense for our, from these other cheap tight ends, just from a standpoint of. If we needed the salary, they would end up popping. Like if we had, even if we had Kareem Hunt active for this game, mm-hmm. or if Nick Chubb ended up coming back, all we need is one other high-priced guy to spend up for that we need value for, but we just don't need it. So Darren asked, could you play both defenses tonight? You had said right off the top of the show that uh, you could certainly see logic in doing that. The Broncos, $17 projected for about seven points. The Browns, very similarly, about eight points and $16. Which one do you like better if you were only picking one? If I had to pick one defense, uh, it actually would be the Broncos, even though we have them projected a little bit lower and the salary's one dollar uh, $1 more. But once again, price is not really a massive concern yep. for this kind of slate, but really more so that Case Keenum being a backup quarterback, also a short week. It's not like he had a massive amount of time to repair here. Baker Mayfield, it appeared he was going to be playing in this game today. And then we had Baker Mayfield rule himself out yesterday morning, also a Thursday night game. So basically, yeah, the game ends on Sunday. They travel maybe rest day on Monday, travel Tuesday, show up Wednesday. Baker Mayfield says he's not playing. You know, we're looking at like 24 hours for Case Keenum to prepare for a game that he was not expecting to play in. So I think that adds a little bit of variance to him as uh, in terms of results and as a quarterback option. And also, I think that means a little bit more upside for the Broncos defense. We could see Case Keenum turn the ball over, lead to a potential defensive touchdown for the Broncos. We could see him get sacked a lot if his timing isn't there. So I prefer the Broncos defense. I wouldn't play both the defenses together. Because uh, then you're just getting into a situation where it's going to look really good the first five minutes of the game, but eventually somebody's going to score and that's going to take one of those defenses down a little bit in the standing. So I'm fine with playing one of them. And I think that defense in this game makes much more sense than we normally see on one game slates, but uh, both of them in the, in the same, in the same lineup is a little much. We've got to go, but is uh, Bridgewater your top superstar option? Uh, no, uh, Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson. Okay. Not, not even Cortland Sutton. I like it. Ride with him. Ride with the guy that we have no idea what to expect from that uh, nobody had even heard of, as Greg said a week ago. But uh, nevertheless, it's going to be chalky. He's going to be popular. And hopefully, for uh, all our sakes that are high on Dearness Johnson, he's going to be that top option in the backfield and maybe even in the passing game as a running back for uh, the Cleveland Browns tonight. Thursday night football coming in hot. You've got uh, Jock Market NFL Thursday night and Sunday night preview live show, which is on the way uh, in about five minutes. You will have uh, Aton as well as uh, Eric. Eric will be along. Uh, Eric has not been banished yet, which is a good thing. Guy's playing with fire on a daily basis, but he's still around. He's going to be back. See what other kind of trouble he can get himself into. Our guy Tyler producing. We thank him so much. Greg, uh, this quick hitter, man, 25 minutes and done. Good to see you. Yeah, man, we'll do it again next week with uh, hopefully a better game. I haven't looked ahead on the schedule, but it can't be worse than this. Nah, let's live in the moment. I haven't looked either. Everybody, good luck with your lineups tonight. Enjoy the game as best you can. Otherwise, you know, watch NBA. We'll see you later.